0: Choose you this day whom you will serve. But that's for me and my house. Me and my house. Me and my house. I said choose you this day whom you will serve. But that's for me and my house. Me and my house. Me and my house. World, and thank you for tuning in. Today we're beginning a brand new series. I love the title. It's what's so important about the Book of James, and this will be part one. James is a very interesting book, and in the early days of the church, it was quite controversial. James, chapter one, verse one, says this: James, a bond servant of God, and a bond servant means a servant by choice. I'll read that again. James, a bond servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the 12 tribes which are scattered abroad, he says, greetings. Well, inspired by the Holy Spirit, all the writers of the New Testament have had tremendous influence through their writings, being Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Peter, James, Jude, and Paul. But the book or letter of James has caused a stir for many years until it was considered canon or inspired by God, It's a small letter of five relatively short chapters. Now, before we go into some of the history, this word canon is a very important word. It's an English word, but it comes from the Greek word canon with a K, K K-A-N-O-N. And it means a measure, a rule, or a standard. It's a measuring rule or standard to describe books as inspired by God and having the authority of God. That's what the word canon means. And the history of the book of James concerning canon is quite a story. As a matter of fact, I found a very good article from the Global Ministries United Methodist Church. It was titled James and Canon, The Early Evidence, and it says, Is James in or out? Well, what is it talking about? Is it canon or is it not canon? Remember, canon is a measuring rule or standard to describe books as inspired by God and having the authority of God. So the question was, is the book of James inspired by God, and does it have the authority of God? Well, I read the article from Global Ministries and the United Methodist Church. It says, most writing from before 200 A.D. do not mention the epistle of James. One significant text does quote James. That's the shepherd of Hermas written before 140 A.D., The theologian and biblical scholar Origen quotes James extensively between 230 and 250 A.D. He mentions that James was Jesus' brother, but does not make it clear if the letter is Scripture. Hippolytus and Tertullian from early in the 3rd century do not mention or quote James. Cyprian of Carthage in the middle of the 3rd century also makes no mention. The Muratorian canon from around 200 AD lists and comments on New Testament books but fails to mention James, Hebrews, and 1st and 2nd Peter. Yet by 340 AD, Eusebius of Caesarea, an early Christian historian, acknowledges that James is both canonical, meaning inspired by God, and orthodox and widely read. However, he categorizes it along with other catholic epistles as disputed texts. Well, two Greek New Testaments from that time each include James along with the other Catholic epistles. In 367 A.D., Athanasius lists the 27 New Testament books we presently use as the definitive canon. But the battle for James was not won. Bishops in 428 A.D. and 466 A.D. rejected all the Catholic epistles Early Bibles from Lebanon, Egypt, Armenia, India, and China do not include James before the 6th century. A 9th century manuscript from Mount Sinai leaves out the Catholic epistles and the Syriac Church, headquartered in Kerala, India, continues to use a lectionary without them still today. In the Western Church, the controversy continued as well. Jerome delivered a Latin translation of the New Testament including James, in 384 A.D. He comments that James wrote only one epistle, which is reckoned among the seven Catholic epistles, and even this is claimed by some to have been published by someone else under his name and gradually, as time went on, to have gained in authority. And then, in the time of the Reformation... After accepting the New Testament canon for a thousand years, Rome speaks out for the first time on the subject at the Council of Florence in 1439 to 1443 AD. The Council clearly lists James and the Catholic epistles as canon. This was just in time for the early reformers to return to the early church's doubts. Jacob Thomas de Vio and Erasmus of Rotterdam produced Bible commentaries in the early 1500s that doubted the authority of the epistle of James. And this sets the stage for Luther's German translation and doubts in 1522. Luther placed the books of Hebrews, James, Jude, and Revelation at the end of his translation and failed to note their page numbers in the index. He wrote a preface to James claiming it contradicts Paul by teaching justification by works. In the earliest editions, Luther wrote his now-famous comment, St. James' epistle is really an epistle of straw compared to St. Paul's letters, for it lacks this evangelical character. Luther, however, never declared James or any other New Testament book non-canonical. He quotes from James occasionally, and John Wesley, on the other hand, quoted from James and seemed to argue for the validity of James's theology. The Catholic Church responded to the perceived threat to the canon. The Latin Vulgate was declared as sacred and canonical, and an absolute article of faith in 1546. In the next years, some Reformers labeled James and other books as apocrypha and even non-canonical. Yet, the Westminster Confession of 1647 affirms the present 27 New Testament books as canonical for the Protestant faith. So, the letter of James is now officially a part of the canon in the Orthodox, Catholic, and Protestant churches. Wow, James caused a stir, didn't he? The battle was whether we're saved by works or saved by faith. Even today, there are many who struggle for the balance between the two. James 2.20 says, But do you want to know, O foolish man, that faith without works is dead? Well, who was James? On a website, GodIsForUs.com, they had a good quote. It said, James, the author of the epistle of James, this man was also a brother of Jesus. James was not one of the 12 apostles, but was clearly a leader in the early church in Jerusalem. An important council in Jerusalem chaired by James was responsible for deciding that it was no longer a requirement to keep the ceremonial aspects of the law of Moses. Along with being a member of Jesus' household, James also had the privilege of seeing Jesus after he rose from the dead. So that's good information right there. You see, James was the half-brother of Jesus. They shared the same mother, but not their father. Joseph was James' father, but God was Jesus' father. He was born of the Virgin Mary by the power of the Holy Spirit. Some people do not realize it, but Mary and Joseph had several children after Jesus was born. Let me read Matthew chapter 13, verses 55 through 56. Is this not the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary and his brothers, James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas? And his sisters, are they not all with us? Where then did this man get all these things? Well, Judas, also known as Jude, he's the writer of the book of Jude. He was Jesus's half-brother, but he was also James's full-brother. Jude 1 says, Jude, a bondservant of Jesus Christ and brother of James, to those who are called, sanctified, by God the Father, and preserved in Jesus Christ. Much like the old famous TV commercial for E.F. Hutton, when E.F. Hutton talks, people listen. Well, when James talks, people listen. Due to the scandal and financial losses, the E.F. Hutton company merged with another company in 1988. And somehow its motto no longer applied, and no one was listening anymore. But today, everyone is still listening to James. His short letter is profound and has never lost its influence. There are several James named in the New Testament. There's James, the son of Zebedee, who was the brother of John, one of the twelve apostles mentioned in Matthew chapter 10, verse 2. Then there's James, the son of Alphaeus, who was one of the twelve apostles, mentioned in Matthew chapter ten verse three. Then there's James the less, and that's either referring to James the half brother of Jesus in Mark fifteen forty, or James the son of Alphaeus. Then there's James the father of Judas, he was the apostle, not Iscariot, that's in Luke six sixteen. And then James, the son of Mary, the half brother of Jesus, mentioned in Matthew thirteen, fifty five through fifty six, and mark six three the brothers of Jesus were James, Joseph, also known as joseph, Simon, Judas, who was called Jude, and the sisters were not named. The book of James is most commonly believed to have been written by James, the brother, the half-brother of Jesus, and he's most likely to wrote the book between a d forty eight and sixty two Judas, the brother of James, who wrote Jude, is also most commonly believed to be the half-brother of Jesus. Dake's Annotated Bible says this, It is safe to conclude that when James is referred to without any designation, such as brother of John, son of Zebedee, or son of Alphaeus, then that James, the brother of our Lord, is meant. James's letter was written to the Jewish Christians who were scattered abroad and passing through severe trials. Acts 8.1 says, At that time, a great persecution arose against the church, which was at Jerusalem, and they were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. James was born around 6 A.D. after Jesus. He was likely six to nine years younger than Jesus. The Jewish historian Josephus indicates that James was stoned to death by the order of the high priest named Ananus in the year A.D. 62. Mary, James' mom, followed the ministry of Jesus, and she took his brothers with her. And in John chapter 2, verses 11 through 12, we read, This beginning of signs Jesus did in Cana of Galilee and manifested his glory, and his disciples believed in him. After this, he went down to Capernaum, he, his mother, his brothers, and his disciples, and they did not stay there many days. Even though James and his brothers saw the miracles and heard the great wisdom their older half brother Jesus had, they did not believe he was the Son of God. John 7 5 says, For even his brothers did not believe in him. Hard to believe, but we're completely out of time again. So please join us tomorrow, same time, same channel, and we'll continue with what's so important about the book of James. I call you blessed. You have been listening to the Choose You Netcast with Jim Langlois. If you have enjoyed this program, you can find out more about Jim Langlois Ministries on the Masters House website at tmhnow.org. That's tmhnow.org. On the media tab, you can listen to many more messages, subscribe to my daily devotional emails, and follow the link to my blog site.